Yes. Yeah. Okay. 507 KTSA. Hey there. Hey there. Hey there. It's Friday. What's the date? Who cares? Just check it. February 25th. 210-599-5555. Here we go. The border's wide open. It's a transmission belt for the third world, bringing in rapists, murderers, future welfare recipients, left-wing activists. Democrat Party's brilliant policy of defunding the police and emptying the prisons has led to a breathtaking surge in violent crime. How did that happen? Our schools have been taken over by lunatics who are teaching white kids they are evil and probably transsexual. And they're having conferences like at Northside Conference yesterday for social workers in the school. How to get around CRT laws so you can pump the kid's head full of CRT nonsense. Inflation has hit a 40-year high. Gas prices are double what they were just 13 months ago and on and on it goes in the United States. But you know what we need to do incessantly? We need to incessantly talk about Ukraine. That's it. That's the number one thing on your mind. Or is it? What is the number one news item on your mind? 210-599-5555. Is it Ukraine? Is it what's going on there? Is it Vladimir Putin, who's already been handed this country on a silver platter by a president of the United States? And this is a serious question now. It's not a joke, champ. Why was he smiling? Joe Biden. Why was Biden smiling and laughing during yesterday's press conference? while Ukrainians were getting their heads blown off. He did. He smiled and laughed through it. That's a serious question. Why is he taking agents from the U.S. southern border and sending them to, quote, assist with the Russia-Ukraine conflict? President Joe Biden's administration is diverting United States Border Patrol agents from their mission at the U.S.-Mexico border to send them overseas to, quote, assist those fleeing from Ukraine amidst Russia's... Oh, I get it. He's going to load up airplanes full of Ukrainians and fly them into the United States and resettle them here. Okay, when did we see that? Um, Oh, we saw that in August with 100,000-plus Afghans that have been brought here. So now there's a memo that's been put out to Border Patrol. Hey, take a gig in beautiful Ukraine right now. We'll station you in Poland to facilitate travelers for entry into the United States to include providing guidance and problem resolution with other government agencies. In other words, like the immigration enforcement agencies that they would have to encounter to get in here. No, no, no. We're going to send Border Patrol agents from right down here, right there, right over there. And we're going to send them to Poland so they can help the Ukrainians who are leaving Ukraine and going to Poland to get to the United States around the agencies of the United States who would ask questions like, are you a terrorist? (laughs) You plan on killing any Americans? No, we're going to help them get around those agencies so they can get themselves into the United States of America. 
Just so that we have an update on our border here, while Joe Biden is taking Border Patrol agents from the U.S.-Mexico border and sending them to Poland, last month Border Patrol agents apprehended nearly 154,000 border crossers. 2.1 million border crossers and illegal aliens are expected to arrive at the southern border this year. Since October, about 220,000 crossers successfully crossed into the United States via the southern border undetected by Border Patrol so the number's higher than that. The numbers that we know of is 220,000, but it's higher than that. In January alone, the Biden administration released more than 62,500 border crossers and illegal aliens into the United States interior. Why? Why, why is he bringing in plane loads of Afghans? Why is he about to bring in plane loads of Ukraines? Well, here's why. George Soros has told him to. The Soros Link Mass Immigration Lobby, that's the name of the group, Mass Immigration Lobby, they're, they're Soros-funded, paid for by him, instructed the United States yesterday, you must open up your borders to Ukraine refugees. You must open up the borders to Ukrainian refugees. You see, as I said several days ago, this is what this is about. This is about resettling the United States of America. Now, these, quote, sanctions that Biden put in place yesterday are total nonsense and will not have an effect. Complete, utter nonsense and will not have an effect. I say the nonsense part. He said the not have an effect part. I'm doing these things, but they're not going to have an effect. More than 1,700 demonstrators in Russia protested the unprovoked attack on Ukraine. The demonstrations are especially noteworthy in a country that they kill demonstrators. Well, it's kind of like what we saw north of the border. You know, they're a dictatorship, so they ride horses over demonstrators and people who disagree with their country. The biggest threat to Vladimir Putin right now is not Joe Biden and his mealy-mouthed, confused, mush-mouthed, a uh, horrible presentation of sanctions that are ineffective at their own admission. The biggest threat to Vladimir Putin's is his own people who are demonstrating inside of Russia right now. If anything is going to change this, if anything's going to bring Vladimir Putin down, it's going to be Putin's people. Doug, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. Good morning, sir. Hey, Trey. Love what you do, brother. Thank uh, you, sir. Listen, I was just curious what you thought about... Uh, you know, the whole big picture thing, the uh, the COVID mandates and the lockdowns weren't working trying to grab uh, grab control of people's rights and so forth. Um, and I'm just worried you know, that, you know, I mean, there's so much going on <clears throat> and the changes in the world with uh, with the human rights, just basically. And they're they're redirecting our, our attention in every direction. Correct. And I'm just wondering if there's any possible connection now, this is extreme, but if there's any possible connection with the idea that it's a new world order type thing, Putin and all the rest of them are kind of in on it, and they're just redirecting our attention, trying to uh, trying to stress our, you know, continue to, with our uh, the rights and all that. So I'll listen online. Thank all you. right, man. Thanks very much, Doug. Uh, that's too much for me to answer right now, but we'll get to it as the, as the show goes on at 210-599-5555, and I definitely appreciate your call this morning. Um, yes, this is a diversionary tactic. No, these sanctions are not going to work, and I'll walk you through that. These sanctions 
are mush mouth. He was mush mouth and laughing and smiling during the whole press conference yesterday. Then his uh, sanctions guy, if you will, Mr. Singh, came out later in the afternoon and said these are not going to work right now. These, these sanctions are not meant to work right now. You know, as Joe Biden said yesterday, check back with me in about a month or so. We'll see how things are going. How many Ukrainians are going to die in a month? They don't really care. You know that. You know, when he said yesterday he was cutting off all ties with Russia and that he was going to decimate and degrade their aerospace industry, including their space program, do you know the first thought I had, Elaine? First thing that hit my mind when he said it yesterday? Well, you know, Obama killed the shuttle in 2011. We don't have space shuttles anymore. In fact, we don't have any way of getting anybody up to space or back from space. You know what we do? We stick our thumb out. And they get on a Russian Soyuz craft, and they come back. <laughs> we have right now, we <laughs> we have four NASA astronauts on the International Space Station. There's two Russian cosmonauts up there, a European astronaut currently on board. And yesterday, Joe Biden said, I'm going to degrade and destroy their aerospace program i bet our four astronauts <laughs> sitting there watching the press conference yesterday thinking hey time out just a damn minute hell i am floating in space over planet earth <laughs> my ride is a rush i get home with the ruskies that's how i get back and now you're telling me your plan is to destroy the russian space agency <laughs> well, that's his plan to degrade it. Those guys now have to tackle the cosmonauts. I guess they do. You know, uh, by the way, they're sleeping with each other. I don't mean sexually. I don't mean that. Boom, boom, boom. What I mean is they're like here. You know, they're. they're <laughs> well, well, you know, maybe they should. Be, <laughs> that might help. Knock them out of orbit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, It'd be a wonderful distraction. They're <laughs> they're lined up on cots up there, floating around. Mm -hmm. And they're having to look at each other now and be in very tight quarters now and go, we're at war with each other, you know? I, th th this is just the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. I thought it was just really stupid before, but, man, it's just really dumb now. I'm going to destroy their space industry. Well, okay, first of all, what's his space industry got to do with Ukraine? Has he, like, you know, flown an astronaut, a cosmonaut into Ukraine yet? I don't believe so. I don't think that's happened. But you dummy. You just, a, okay, I'll say it. The president's a dumbass. The president's a dumbass. If he's thinking that I'm going to destroy their space industry when we got to have them get our guys back because he and Obama destroyed our space program when they were in charge before. Well, eventually he's going to say, <laughs> where's the kaboom? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Oh, God. Where's the kaboom? Oh, my God. Oh. Okay. I, I, I'm not going to get wonky, and I'm not going to get weedy on you, but we're going to talk about sanctions. And we're going to talk about the fact that what he mentioned yesterday is a line of bull crap, 27 miles long, and not going to work. But we got a lot of other news that I got to dig into as well. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be the Ukraine show today. We've got some good guests coming up, but I'm not the Ukraine show. 
So stand by, America. You can call me anytime you want, 210-590.com. He's going to test the resolve of the West to see if we stay together, and we will. Hey, a little less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation is satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less spark. A little less fight, a little more spark. And close your mouth and open up your heart and maybe satisfy me. Do that again, E. That's what I'm talking about, 526 KTSA. So the CDC is going to announce today, you can take your mask off. (laughs) Welcome to the party, CDC. Dunn did that, not listening to the CDC anymore. You know, they say they're going to take a more holistic approach to battling COVID. Now that they found another boogeyman called Ukraine and Vladimir Putin, COVID's over, folks. Um, and, and, and they got it done. They got done what they wanted, which was to push people into a, an area that they've never been before, an area of further control. Jordan Peterson says it the best. I push you and then you complain a little bit and I push you a little bit further and you complain a little bit and I push you and I push you and I push you and I push you and I push you. And then you finally say, I'm not being pushed anymore. Stop pushing me. But now I've already got you way down there. And you look up and you go, I'm like two miles from where I was before. Okay. And then something else comes along. I start pushing you again. And I get you like five, ten miles down the road. That's what happens. Can we just say we have a COVID crisis? We have a COVID crisis going on right now. Now, Anthony Blinken. The Secretary of State said yesterday, we're not halting gas and oil purchases from Russia. Then you had the uh, National Security, Deputy National Security Advisor, Sleep Singh, come out yesterday. And he said the sanctions levied against Russia in response to the invasion of Ukraine are not designed to disrupt Russia's energy exports. <laughs> okay, it's th- that's half of their economy, folks. Half of their economy. It's not designed to disrupt there. Our, our sanctions are not designed to cause any disruption to the current flow of energy from Russia to the world. He reiterated that later just in case you thought you heard it wrong. No, he said, no, no, no. It's not, it's not designed to disrupt the oil coming out of Russia. Basically, no response. Putin, you can have Ukraine. Joe Biden said yesterday, this is going to take time and we have to show resolve so he knows what's coming and so the people of Russia know what he brought on them. This is going to take time. It's not going to occur. He's going to say, oh, my God, oh, geez, my God, these sanctions are coming. I'm going to stand down. These are Biden's words I'm reading to you. The Biden administration said yesterday they're not going to sanction Russian oil and they're they're not going to sanction Vladimir Putin personally. He can keep doing what he was doing last week and the week before and the week before and the week before. There's no sanctions on him. No sanctions on Russian oil. It's half of his economy, 50% of it. Joe Biden was asked numerous times yesterday as he kept smiling during the press conference and laughing. He was asked numerous times yesterday about why he decided against sanctioning Putin directly. Then he was asked about whether he's communicating with China. As you know, because I've chronicled it here on the show, read Peter Schweitzer's book. He's owned by China. He's compromised by China. He makes money from China, and so does his son. He said, I'm not prepared to comment on that at the moment, which means he hasn't done squat about China. He's going to give China a pass. He's giving these guys a pass in Russia. Look, this is just absolutely a a, a load, a crock of it. That's all it is. 
And it is a wonderful diversion to get your mind off of what's going on in crime in the streets in America. And, oh, by the way, a, a conference at Northside Independent School District this week where social workers at this conference in San Antonio are being shown how to get CRT into schools around state laws by using social workers in the school system. Conservative social workers at this conference for Northside are being threatened to go along or they're going to lose their jobs. Showing teachers and social workers how to organize and turn Texas blue. This is going on in San Antonio at a social workers teachers conference for the Northside Independent School District. With News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071. And happy Friday to you. Going to the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline, Dakota Wood, senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation for Programs, uh, Defense Programs there. And uh, I first of all, welcome to the show, Dakota, and happy Friday to you. Uh, what a blessing to be with you. Thanks so much. Thank we you, sir. We have better news to talk about. Well, yeah, one day we'll we'll have you back and we'll do that. But, uh, yeah, today it's it's more about what's going on in Ukraine and, uh, of course, Biden's uh, tepid and awful response to it yesterday. With a serious question, I opened a show this morning. Why was he laughing and smiling through the press conference yesterday when Ukrainians were having their heads blown off? Um, and, and then Antony Blinken saying, we're not halting gas and oil purchases. Deputy National Security Advisor Dilip Singh comes out and says, yeah, these uh, sanctions are not designed to disrupt Russians' energy exports. Basically, no response. Uh, The president's saying this is going to take time. We've got to show resolve. This is not immediate. This is going to take time. Your thoughts? Well, I agree with everything you said. I mean, the optics of the president laughing and smiling when he gets you know, posed a tough question or somebody like that. Now, I can't imagine FDR or Truman or Kennedy or Reagan, you know, Abe Lincoln, you know, cracking jokes or laughing at a moment of such dire emergency on the European continent. So I, I think it's a habit. It's a, kind of a clique of his developed over 50 or 60 years, uh, kind of like Kamala Harris's crazy laugh whenever she's posed a tough question, right? So it's, um, I don't think he meant any disrespect by it, but it certainly doesn't look good and shows a lack of discipline in these kinds of settings. And I agree with you completely on, on the, the moves that the administration has made. You know, in his 15 minutes of talking, uh, the only concrete things that came out were sanctions against five banks, sanctions against some individuals and this promise that the effects would take you know place over time so we're, we're to presume that six months from now the economic pain will be such that uh, Putin will let go of Ukraine let it go back to being a representative elected you know democracy and withdrawal of his troops I mean it's just absolute bunk you know, it's fantasy and so Ukraine is hanging out there on its own. Uh, we could have done uh, some things like cutting uh, Russia off from the international banking system via SWIFT, you know, all these things that you're already aware of, right? And, and to the latter part there about you know, Germany and energy and those sorts of uh, issues, uh, you know, the administration and others are going to be aware that the Europeans have made themselves so dependent on energy from Russia Uh, that it would be substantial economic damage uh, in terms of price spikes and inflation and shutdown of production and stuff if Russia were to cut off that energy. So I think for everyone, that's a lesson. You know, pick your friends carefully. Make sure that you're resilient. You know, why are we now energy dependent instead of energy independent, you know, a year and a half ago? Uh, Why can't Europe uh, throw in on this? It's because they're militarily weak. 
they're divided um, in terms of their views on how to deal with Russia. So it's it's a mess that folks have gotten themselves into. But today and the weeks moving forward, I think Ukraine is out there on its own and the U.S. is not moving strongly uh, to actually impose a significant pain on the country of Russia. Meanwhile, you think about Russia, you know, beefing up their foreign exchange reserves, uh, $630 billion, That's an all-time high. It's one of the world's largest all the holdings in U.S. dollars that the Russian Sovereign Wealth Fund had, he's really phased a lot of that stuff out. Yeah, uh, he's yeah, he's turned to Chinese, uh, you, uh, you know, the yuan. He's gone with gold. He's he's uh, been buying from China instead of here. I mean, Russia has been, you know, Vlad's been working on this for I don't know twenty years, maybe longer than that, to put himself and the country in a position where he could withstand any kind of uh, sanctions that we could come with, unless we came with knocking him out of swift and going after his personal assets and shutting everything that he has down you you basically in my view you tell me what you think but you basically got to just turn the country dark and and we didn't even get close to that yesterday not even close right and, and there's some risk in that i mean i agree with you right uh but if you don't do anything to stand up to a bully then the bully rules the school or the workplace or you know the, the basketball court or whatever right so you have to run the risk of standing up to people uh, like criminal elements and, and and gangsters like you know the uh, the pack ruling uh, through the Kremlin. Right? You just have to do that. And and so the fear on the U.S. side is if you did something at that level, does Russia conduct a cyber attack, for example, against the United States, shutting down power grids, and telecommunications networks, and the banking system, and those sorts of things? I mean, is America willing to run that risk, right? And so it's a high stakes game that's being played here and you know that the big players like china and russia have made themselves resilient and the ability to cut themselves off or to be cut off and to continue marching the united states uh does not have that same kind of resiliency in in, in the same context right uh so we've been distracted for 30 years we had the happy decade of the 90s where there was no opposition and since 2001 our enemies uh, like the Taliban and, and uh, al-Qaeda, had no army, no navy, no air force, right? So we've gotten used to doing things in the world that was generally favorable uh, to not provide any opposition to us. And now we've woken up to historical realities and that conventional military power like tanks and artillery and rockets and missiles still have a place in the world and big states will still invade you know, their neighbors. And we've forgotten about that and we've gotten kind of lax. And I say we, meaning the West, in general, right? And uh, and so these are just the penalties uh, that we pay for being distracted, you know, our own family lives, uh, you know, finances and health and, uh, you know, relationships and all that. You just have to be aware. And somebody like Putin is aware, and he seeks to reclaim a greater czarist Russia, you know, Russian empire that stretches from Central Asia to Europe. And uh, Europeans and the United, you know, the Americans just really didn't believe. We thought that was receded into in the history books. But it's come full force. Ukraine is the trouble spot right now. If we don't stand up to it, then that will spread into Romania and Georgia, the Caucasus, the Baltic states, and uh, you know, we'll just have a Cold War all over again. How much trouble do you think he's in at home? Well, they, he had 1,700 protesters yeah. yesterday. Of course, he's in a country that you know sends protesters away to never be heard from again. But, um, uh, you know, with, I, I, I just think we're talking about a new generation of folk around the world who look at something like this and say, what the hell are you doing, you know? 
Yeah, there are close cultural and historical linkages between the Ukrainians and the Russians. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of blending between the yeah, two. Right. And so the common Russian citizen is like, we're invading our cousins, you know, that sort of thing. And so what, what a market uh, sense of outrage and courage on these people that take to the streets and cities across Russia knowing that they will probably be beaten and imprisoned. Uh, so that's a mark of the discontent. And if you recall way back when in the 80s when Russia invaded Afghanistan, it was as much angry moms who had lost their sons in Afghanistan finally protesting as it was American-made stingers given to the Mujahideen and economic sanctions and those sorts of things. So Putin cannot underestimate restiveness in his own population so he's going to try to resolve this as quickly as possible which means as brutally as possible and i think we've got some dark days ahead one final thing for you dakota bringing it back home because when i talk to my people here they really could care less what's going on there their big problem people are concerned about is how our our own border has become a transmission belt for the third world we're bringing in rapists and murderers and welfare recipients and left-wing activists and all that we're bringing in down here to the south crime has taken over the streets there's a war on police officers uh a war going on uh, for the brains of our children in the schools by crt and everything else that's what mom and dad are concerned about and ukraine uh, that's way down the list and rightly so. I mean, I completely understand. My son's getting ready to join the Marine Corps right, in about six weeks here. So um, all this is very personal to us. You know, Why should we give a hoot about some weird region in a far-off country? And the care for us is we want peace and prosperity and jobs and the ability to export to global markets. And we don't want disruptions to energy flows around the world because it's a global fungible commodity. And if you have major disruptions, we see higher gas uh, prices you know, at our pump and the cost of a loaf of bread at the grocery store. So if we have a destabilization that's Russian-driven in Central Europe, and it, it calls into question the viability of NATO, and it causes disruptions in energy markets, and you just have somebody like Vladimir Putin calling the shots in a major export market trading block for the United States – we will feel those ripple effects back home, not tomorrow, but you know, on down the line. I don't think anybody wants to return to the dark days of you know, the potential for thermonuclear war that we had in the 50s and 60s and 70s. You know, that kind of world, we don't want to see that because it does affect us back here at home. And so the sooner you can address these things and keep the bully at bay, the better able we are to deal with things like the southern border and energy independence if we get the right administration, you know, willing to call those uh, they'll call those shots. And it would not be the priority that it is had Mr. Biden 13 months ago gotten rid of our energy and oil independence. Right. I agree. Just totally blew it up. All right. Thank you, sir. Very good stuff. I appreciate your time as always. Good to visit with you. That is Dakota Wood from the Heritage Foundation. Great to have him on this morning. 210-599-5555. Your thoughts, your take on this. Anything else going on in the news you want to talk about? Russia from Swift now. Please save Ukrainian men, women, and children. Helena, I can hear it in your voice. I mean, this is a... Yeah. 
Understand. 555 at KTSA. Trey Ware here, along with Don and Chris and Elaine and you at 210-599-5555. Well, uh, many of you may not know the name. Some of you will. Sally Kellerman. She passed away yesterday. She was uh, 84. Uh, she was the original Hot Lips in a movie. Sally Kellerman was. She was also in Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield, The Outer Limits, 12 O'Clock High, Ben Casey, That Girl, Mannix. We all remember Mannix. She was on Mannix as well. Uh, this is one of the things that the Biden administration is focused on that they're really serious about. They weren't serious about sanctions yesterday, but they were serious about getting rid of the term squaw. So now they've worked on, they're working on, they've moved this to the top of the list. We've got to get rid of the term squaw. They're working on a potential list of replacement names for their geographic features in three dozen states because we can't remember our history. Squaw. U.S. Interior Secretary Deb Haaland declared the term derogatory on her own unilaterally. This is a derogatory term. And we got to change it on everything that the federal government's in charge of. We cannot, you're not allowed to say squaw. Squaw. You're not allowed to have it written anywhere. Can't say that anymore. Can't have it written down because it's a derogatory term. Well, let me just say this. Just because the government declares it's derogatory doesn't mean it's derogatory, okay? You don't want the government saying what's derogatory and not. Do we all do we all understand the implications of that? Do we all understand the implications of the government being the arbiters of speech? Do we understand that? Do we do we get this? <laughs> do do we all understand the dangerous road of government officials saying what's derogatory and not? By the way, do you know what the word means? That's what I would have said to Deb to Deb Halen. The literal translation of the word squaw is woman. It's in the Massachusetts 1617 Bible as female. The literal, literal translation of the word is woman. I told you the left is trying to cancel out women however they can, and now they're going to cancel out the actual word. I told you. All right, a quick break for the top of the hour news. Back in just a couple seconds. Phones are open. Trey Ware, KTSA. I think he's going to be overextended. And it's Funky Friday, Red Friday. Remember, everyone deployed, considering that Joe Biden just sent another 7,000 into Poland, another 7,000 of our men and women. We have many thousands in that region right now, so keep them in your prayers. Red Friday, 210-599-5550. How much of this do you want to talk about today? You want me to like cover you up with Ukraine because I got stacks of Ukraine stuff right here, and uh, just you know I can sum it up real quick. Um, Joe Biden came forward with uh, sanctions yesterday that are totally useless. They're, they mean nothing. He laughed and smiled his way through the press conference yesterday. For whatever reason, he thinks this is hilarious. And uh, he just thought it was great to laugh and smile all the way through this. The sanctions will not be effective. He admitted they will not be effective. What he said was, this is not going to happen in a hurry. This is going to take a really long time for these sanctions to develop any kind of response to. And they were never meant to be a deterrent. Although, just last week, his vice president said, of course the sanctions are meant to be a deterrent. So it's all a joke. They, these people are just, they're, they're laughable. People are dying in, in Ukraine while they're, while they're laughing. I, I think one of the most 
significant things that came out of this yesterday is they are now uh, redirecting our Border Patrol agents from right over there. I mean, I'm pointing to where our Border Patrol agents are, taking them off of that mission of protecting our border and sending them to Poland so that they can take the refugees from uh, Ukraine, put them on our jets, and bring them back to the United States, a la Afghanistan. It's called resettling the United States of America. If you know anything about George Soros and read anything about him, other than him supporting local candidates uh, like, you know, the DA and the sheriff and whatever, uh, if you know anything about George Soros, he's all about resettling the United States with folks who can't take care of themselves and folks that will bring uh, civic disruption to our country. Anyway, uh, just like there's more than 100,000 Afghan refugees that have been brought to the United States, now we're going to take our Border Patrol guys who are overwhelmed, overworked, going to take them off the border, and we're going to send them over to Poland so that they can help these guys uh, from, from Ukraine get into the United States. So anyway, any of that you want to talk about, feel free, 210-599-5555. Expect an announcement today from the CDC. They're going to significantly ease the pandemic mask guidelines. So what? Who cares? I'm never putting one on again. I don't care what they do. Uh, and they say, <laughs> this is great. We're going to take a more holistic look at how to handle the uh, pandemic situation. Like, uh, you know, uh, maybe people who are sick ought to wear a mask and everybody else shouldn't. Maybe kids don't have to wear a mask. Get them off their faces. Anyway. So that's coming today. Um, I had more than one folk reach out to me yesterday about a conference that's going on with social workers and teachers, Northside Independent School District, happening in San Antonio right now. And yesterday they were being instructed on how to get CRT into the schools around any state law that is passed or shall be passed in the future. Here's how you do it. And they're showing social workers how to get into the school system and to teach CRT to children, which CRT says to white children, you're a racist because you're white. I'll just boil it down for you. So Northside apparently is putting on, apparently putting on a conference right now for social workers and teachers how to get CRT into schools around state laws. That's how it's being interpreted by the people that are reaching out to me. And conservative social workers are being threatened to go along or they lose their job. Don't say anything. Don't post anything. Don't bring anything up. Certainly don't take any camera, video, or audio of this conference and post it. But if you don't go along, you lose your job. I'm reading an excellent book right now that addresses this issue, this very issue. And I've, I've got to give props to a listener for turning me on to this book because it really is a, it, it speaks to it speaks to the entire issue of what we're dealing with here it's called live not by lies live not by lies but anyway um conservative social workers are being threatened to go along or lose their job and it's showing teachers and social workers how to this actually came up in the conference yesterday how to get together and organize to turn texas blue May I just quickly ask what does that have to do with teaching your child northside parents if I were a Northside parent, I'd be on the phone to Brian Wood and everybody else over there this morning, and I would be asking that very question. Why are you having a conference for social workers, number one, to teach them how to get CRT into the classroom around state law, and number two, 
to organize Turn Texas Blue. What does that have to do with 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 educating my child? You see, it's not about edu- educating children anymore. It's about propaganda. It's about programming them for the future of Democrat policies and socialism and communism in America. Okay, now, I brought this up right before the top of the hour, and I want to touch this, and then I'm going to go to your phone calls, 210-599-5555. And I'll boil this one down to one simple question. Should the government decide what words that we use in our society? Do you want this government or any other government to decide what words are acceptable and what words are off limits? 210-599-5555. Is that a government's place to decide what words we can use? Do you want a government to erase words, take words out of the dictionary, to have control over our vocabularies? There is a proposal right now, and this is a very important one for the Biden administration. They are now taking more suggestions. They've got a list of potential replacements for the word squaw, squaw, squaw. Back in November, U.S. Interior Secretary Deb Haaland declared squaw derogatory. And now the federal government says, nobody can use that word. We're going to take it off the memorials, the monuments. We're going to remove, we're going to erase the word squaw from the vocabulary in the United States of America, she says, because it's a derogatory term. Nobody should use that word because it's derogatory. Don't ever say squaw again. Squaw is derogatory. It's a derogatory term. Squaw, squaw, squaw. Don't say squaw. The literal translation of the word squaw is woman slash female. The literal translation. Now, if somebody else takes it and bastardizes the word, that's I can't help that. The literal translation of it is woman, female. It's actually used in the Massachusetts Bible of the 1600s. We think of Squanto and many of the others throughout history that we used to be taught about in schools. But let's not focus so much on the word squaw. What I want to focus on is the U.S. government deciding what words we should and shouldn't use or we can and cannot use. You want to open that keg of worms, huh? Hey, Tina, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Good morning. I'm originally from upstate New York, and my history is my great-great-grandfather was an Indian chief. And he ended up marrying a squaw from another Indian nation. So I am a squaw. With my heritage, I am a Mohawk Indian in Kippewa. So I am considered a squaw with my family. Um, the government is trying to get rid of women. That's they right. They all male society. That's correct. And they're again. They're trying to me. They're trying to get rid of the Native Americans. That's correct. That is our word. You know, they've already got rid of the Washington Redskins. You know what I mean? Now they're trying to turn around and do this. 
our government is becoming a bunch of dictators. Correct. And I want Trump back. <laughs> I don't care what we got to do. I want Trump back. Yeah, well, there's yeah. a lot of people in Ukraine are begging for that too, Tina. Thank you very much. That's right. They're becoming dictatorial even to the point of what language you use, what words are appropriate to be used in conversations in America. If you know anything about the uh, about the language and you want to look it up for yourself, go right ahead. The actual literal translation is woman. Uh, it's not for the government to decide. It's for society to decide whether or not that is a derogatory term and whether or not it's going to be used. That's for society to decide. If they start deciding what uh, words you're going to use, it won't be long. They're going to be deciding what clothes you're going to wear every day. That's how dictatorships work. 210-599-5555. Anybody else see that this is a dangerous road that we're going to be heading down now? You want to start erasing words like that? Um, and, and look, we can focus on the word squaw and we can quibble about whether or not it's a derogatory term. As I said, uh, any word can be bastardized and used in a derogatory term. It, it, any word can be. So just a, but, but just a unilateral declaration from our government, this word is derogatory and it shall never be used in our society again. Think about that, and do you think you're living in a free country anymore? Back Got some dark days ahead. Dakota Wood from The Heritage, who was on last half hour. You know, I listened to Jack yesterday. I started years ago calling him the professor, and that name is kind of stuck, Jack Riccardi, every afternoon. And uh, J.D. Hayworth, who's filling in for Sean Rima, and Sean will be back soon. Uh, but... Their guests have been, and so ours are always that way, have just been killer thanks to Elaine Rodriguez. Right over here. Right over there, Elaine. Thank you. Right over there is Chris. He's got the sound playing more bounce than the ounce. And the great, the voice, I call him the voice, Don Morgan, who's on the ground in the newsroom. Are you okay? Are you all right? You're okay? Okay. He was on his knees in the newsroom, bent over. So I just want to make sure. Yeah. I got to do a buddy check over here. I had to reboot the computer. Oh, God. He, he dropped his voice. Yeah, he dropped it. Well, and we haven't been talking much, and it's not that I don't want to talk to him, but he's getting these uh, shots for his shoulder, and he doesn't have much of a voice because they're affecting his vocal cords. And I know, I know that feeling. I've been there. Yeah. So I, you know, <laughs> sorry about that, but uh, I just looked down and you were on your knees, hunched over, and I'm like, Yeah, I had to reboot something. Dang, you know, I've already gone through one partner with a bad heart. <laughs> yeah. I don't need the other partner getting a bad heart too. Right. See, they put all my buttons where I can reach them, but not for him. And <laughs> yeah. no. no, let me tell you what, it's computer. He's down on his knees, and I have to do the same thing. Our computers are on the floor in the corner, right? And so I come in here, and uh, there are times, and we have signs all over the place, right? They say. Don't, don't touch. Don't touch anything. <laughs> Quit touching the crap in my room. I'll right. leave my room alone. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> and uh, like the Markley guys, you know, Van Camp and those guys, they've got a studio with a lock on it down there. See, they were smart. When, yeah. they, when they signed their contract, they had a, you know, lock on the door. So anyway, I come in, all stuff moves around and everything. But the computers are off, and I got to do the same thing. I got to do like an army belly crawl because yep. there's Go like a barbed wire fence. <laughs> For the right price, I'll tell you their code. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know it, don't you? Well, the the problem is we have I have three of them in here. You do. You've got and, and so six monitors. I have to, make sure, I have to yeah. make sure I get the right one. And the the problem I'm having with this one is yeah. the main computer that I would typically use <laughs> right uh, died about a month six weeks ago. Right. 
and I haven't seen the replacement yet. Right. So they've given me this little teeny thing, right, this yeah. little computer. It's about the size of a credit card. Yeah, well. <laughs> and it holds about that much information. Sure. So every now and then it just, you know, when you start getting busy and yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're going back and forth and, and then all of a sudden it just says, hey, you know what? We were done. Yeah, it's I over. I'm, I'm done with I'm not you doing this now. anymore. Yeah. Right. You want to you make me work? I'm going to make you work. Get well, down on your knees. I was just concerned because you were down there on your knees, bent over. And the same thing over here. Uh, the two, two computers that Sean and I use are right next to each other on the floor around the corner. Yeah. And it's hard to tell which is which. Yep. And so Sean, Sean would come in and his would be turned off. And he would think that he was turning his on. But he would punch the wrong one and turn mine off in the middle of the show. So it's always fun. It just and, keeps things And exciting. that's why Sean's in the hospital. Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Make sure your monitor's not upside Ow. down. That's right. Yeah. So Ukraine is a lesson in why the Second Amendment is essential. And somebody would say to me, well, well you know, those people are going to fight against Russia with just guns. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. The Second Amendment is, is essential. And the Second Amendment not only applies to the United States, we're just the ones who put it down in words for all to read. The Second Amendment is a God-given right from God above who gives that right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness to all people on planet Earth. And those rights are protected by guns. And right now, the Ukrainian government has been handing out guns like crazy, saying everybody... All males between the 18, 18 and 60, you're not allowed to leave the country and come get a gun. So when you hear me talk about and defend the Second Amendment in our country, please keep in mind our border is open. Bad guys have come across our border, probably bad guys that work for Vladimir Putin or for Xi Jinping or for the mullahs in Iran or for the people in Yemen that are leading their revolution in Yemen or out of Syria and on and on I could go. And with an open border, which is becoming more open because Joe Biden is taking Border Patrol agents from our border and taking them to Poland, because now you're going to see a huge airlift of people out of Ukraine into the United States to resettle them here. So he's going to open up our border even more by removing agents from our border and taking them to Poland to get those folks out of Ukraine here, the Second Amendment is even more important than it's ever been, and it's always been super important. Bad guys are amongst us, and they're just waiting for the high sign to be even badder than they are right now. And that's why we need a Second Amendment, because trust me, you don't want to have to go to some place and have the government hand you a gun. You want your own. Robert, go right ahead quickly, please, sir. Good morning, sir. How are you? Doing very well, thank you. If the people in the United States do not think that this could happen to us, they've got another thing coming. Yep. And they better better be glad we have the Second Amendment, especially us Texans living right up against the border. You know, right. what's coming across, you know what's coming across that border. You got that right. Thanks, sir. 210-599-5555. Coming up in the next half hour, we'll go inside of the Ukrainian situation and these feckless, useless sanctions that Joe Biden laughed about while he was putting them into place yesterday. Lifestyles Unlimited, if you want to retire in five years or less, Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate education and mentoring group is going to show you how. You know, real estate is an ongoing thing because everybody is always going to need a place to live, right? With over 30 years of experience, the Lifestyles Unlimited team, they've seen it all, done it all, and been able to be successful through it all, and they can help you through it all as well. 
You'll learn step-by-step how to successfully invest in both single-family and multifamily properties from Lifestyles Unlimited. Here's what I want you to do. Go to FinancialFreedomLivestream.com and use the promo code WARE, W-A-R-E. That's FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. Promo code is WARE, W-A-R-E. Get your membership and start working your way toward your retirement. FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Okay. Diving back into it this morning. Trey Ware, 550 KTSA FM 1071. The Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Anthony Blinken said yesterday, we are not halting gas and oil purchases from Russia because, well, just because. Deputy National Security Advisor Dalip Singh says yesterday, well, this is not designed to disrupt Russia energy's exports, not these sanctions. Uh, basically, no response. The president said yesterday, between laughing and smiling during the press conference, this is going to take time. We have to show resolve so he knows what's coming, so the people of Russia know what he's brought on them. This is going to take time, said the president yesterday. Today, they refused to remove Russia, by the way, from SWIFT, which is a very important program that we've talked about on this show, the Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunications. So my next guest, Brett Bruin, uh, is here to talk a little bit about that and about the actual war that's going on between dictatorships and, uh, and, and democracies. He's ex-global engagement director at the White House, a U.S. diplomat, and he now runs the Global uh, Situation Room. Uh, Brett, welcome to the show, and thanks for joining me. Good to be with you. What do you think about what was announced yesterday from the White House? I don't think it really met the moment. Unfortunately, um, we are facing one of the most severe threats to global security in the post-Cold War era. And what we saw were a bunch of small steps that are not going to deter Putin. And, and certainly in what was missing, quite frankly, from what the president said, and I worked alongside him in the Obama White House, was how do we uh, slow or stop Putin? And quite frankly, where does this stop? Well, so where does it stop, in your estimation? Well, what I fear is that Putin is not only looking towards Kiev, but he is looking across the border at some of our other NATO allies. And that's where it gets really serious for the United States, because we have uh, treaty obligations under NATO to come to their defense. And we need to be doing more now. And, you know, I've uh, given a series of interviews over the last couple of days where the question often comes up, but what about, you know, the economic costs for Americans? My point is, if we don't stop this thing, if we don't slow it down, the economic costs are only going to grow. So while we may be talking about, you know, a dollar or two more at the pump, we could actually be looking at much more serious costs if Putin is allowed to ride over uh, the border into some of those NATO allies. How could this have been avoided? Well, I think a number of things. One, uh, we had to take Putin more seriously early on. And, and this goes over the course of multiple administrations. I mean, I remember sitting in the Situation Room in the Obama administration and hearing again and again, we have to offer Putin an off-ramp. We've got to engage. But that's not what Putin wants. Putin only accelerates when we go to try and offer up some concessions or negotiate. Um, I don't think the Trump presidency helped matters, and and it only emboldened uh, Putin. But uh, certainly over the course of the last year, and and I think particularly of that summit that President Biden had 
in Geneva with Putin, we did not deliver a, a warning. In fact, the, the message that Biden delivered to Putin was essentially, well, you know, keep the meddling to a, a reasonable minimum. And so Putin interpreted that and said, right, you know, I can proceed uh, with little fear of punishment. Didn't he give him a list of, uh, of businesses he could attack in cyber attacks here and, and, and a list he could not? I mean, he basically said, uh, go right ahead, which um, I, I think that's what he said just the other day. You know, go right ahead with a, or back in January when he said minor incursion would be all right. Just depends on how much of incursion the man uh, plans to make. It just seems to me, Brett, that yesterday the announcements that he was making and then followed up by Mr. Singh at the White House, are just basically saying to Vladimir Putin, you can have Ukraine. Here it is. Well, certainly we are not doing anything that would suggest that the United States and our allies are are serious about forcing Putin from Ukraine. In fact, nope. the, the first night of the invasion, I was looking at the statement from the president, comparing it against the statement that uh, we issued when Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait. There were none of the calls for uh, the Russians to stop. There were none of the calls for them to unconditionally leave Ukraine. So we have conceded that point, and I think we've conceded too much. He even said yesterday, he didn't even say we're going to win this thing by, you know, didn't even attempt to, like, make Russia go dark. He's not touching the oil and gas out of Russia. Anthony Blinken said so, and the president said so yesterday. They also said they're not going after Putin personally, his personal finances or anything like that. They're going to let him continue on with what he's doing. And the president said, instead of we're going to win this thing and we're going to kick him out of there, and I'm not saying we should put troops in. I'm talking about through sanctions and being harsh. And what he said was, um, you know, check back with me in a month, and I'll let you know how this stuff works. Well, in a month's time, uh, I fear that Ukraine will be securely in Moscow. Of course. You may be looking at troops uh, heading across the border to some of our NATO allies. We don't have the luxury of time. And just to the point of what we can do, yes, I, I think certainly we need more serious economic sanctions. But also, there are a lot of things short of putting our own troops on the ground militarily that we can be doing, including operational, logistical support, as well as intelligence, and of course, supplying more arms to the Ukrainians. But the last thing is we could just be disrupting Russian communications. Correct. You know, uh, Putin. Putin loves a good cyber attack. Well, let's send him some. That's and right. I think those those kinds of steps to make both um, life uncomfortable and to at least uh, show that we're willing to bring some pressure to bear on on the Russian army is critically important. And then the images out of Russia yesterday, I think, provide us with an indication of where Putin is weakest. He's weakest at home. Right. And that's where we ought to be doing more to declassify information about Kremlin uh, corruption, to put more pressure on him on the domestic front. And that's where I think he'll start to get the message. And I've seen it. I mean, we we um, ran operations, information operations against Russia in 2014, and they were um, successful. They got Ukraine through those first elections and we saw Russia retreat on the information battlefield, and I think those are the kinds of things that we need to be doing now. I could not agree more. You know, they had a protest of 1,700 people 
there yesterday. Now, they're all going to end up either in a gulag or dead. That's the way Russia deals with things. But with our help and with our assistance, his biggest threat is not these little mealy mouth mush mouth uh sanctions that he and that biden announced yesterday it's it's his own people inside of russia i think that is the biggest threat to putin let me let me bring up something else before i gotta let you go um i'm very concerned about china our eye is off the ball china's a big threat i believe um you mentioned in a tweet that there's a war going on uh, right now between dictatorships authoritarian regimes and democracies i also concur 100 percent with that so what's the answer and what do we need to be thinking about there well, China certainly has their eye on what we're doing or not doing when it comes to Russia. I think with China, again, we have to uh, show that we're serious about uh, taking on some of the steps that they have uh, engaged in, whether it's in Xinjiang province with the Uyghurs, with Taiwan, certainly, and Hong Kong. And, and again, there are economic steps that we can take. But let's not forget, you know, a lot of uh, these dictatorships, whether it's Russia, China, Iran, they are weakest at home. And if we send a clear message to them that they have to knock off the meddling, they have to knock off the designs on taking over other countries like Taiwan, otherwise we will hit them where it hurts. That's the kind of thing that will give them pause. Okay, Brett, thank you for your time this morning. That is Brett Bruin joining us here on KTSA this morning, a former um, aide in such matters over at the White House. All right, 645 at 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Treyware page, KTSA.com, 210-599-5555. Anything in the news that you want to banter around with me, we can do that coming up after the short break here. I want to tell you about my friends over at Primo Processing, my fellows at Primo, ready to take care of you. When it comes to processing any kind of meat you got, and uh, primarily uh, deer meat right now, if you've got deer in the in the freezer and you need to get it processed, and you do need to get it processed, the guys over at Primo will do the best job of anybody processing that meat. But uh, what I do think is very important right now is going over to primo-processing.com because you can go to um, the grocery store right now and you can see uh, the the empty shelves. You can see what's going on. And you don't want to be caught out like that. So what you can do right now is you can go to primo-processing.com and you won't have to worry about being caught with an empty shelf because they have quality meats. They got primo meats. They got sausage. They got specialties. They got jerky, all kinds of stuff. Uh, brisket, bacon, cheeseburgers, and beef patties, and bacon wrap, chopped steak. All this stuff is on their website that they will box up and send to you. The sausage and jerky is absolutely unbelievable. They have chunk jerky. They have dry sausages. They have regular snack sticks that are wonderful. You know, somebody who likes those, like the Slim Jim type things, ah, you'll you'll never buy another one of those when you start buying it from Primo Processing. They're on the phone at 830-521-DEER. But I really want you to go to their website, primo-processing.com. Order some of this meat they'll box up and send to you. You go. It stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Howdy, hi, holy ho. Uh-huh. Yeah. When he was in his 80s, I wish I could move like he did, man. Wow. What'd he say? <laughs> we never knew what he was saying. 50 years in the music business. We never knew what James was saying, but you know what? We didn't care. We could dance to it, and we all gave it a 10 plus. All right, so here we go. Donna Campbell, 
I was so proud to cast a vote for her the other day. $1,000 she gave to the San Antonio Food Bank. $1,000 from Senator Donna Campbell. Debbie Cooper gave $25 and said this is such a worthy cause, Trey. Uh, Daniel Gradle, hope this helps assist in feeding those in need in San Antonio. $200 from Daniel Gradle. And then Isaac Grover, $450 from Isaac Grover. So now the total for our drive to uh, drive and ride hunger uh, to end hunger with the San Antonio Food Bank right now stands at $5,865 and growing every second because of you. And Eric Cooper, the CEO over at the San Antonio Food Bank, is joining me now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. And Eric, I put a pencil to it. That's more than 35,000 meals, my friend. Incredible, Trey. You know, this event, the Drive to End Hunger, gives an opportunity for our city to do what it does, and that is shine and be the best, um, to be selfless and think of their neighbors. Now is a good time. We've got so much need throughout the city in South Texas that we're trying to meet, and whether it's feeding a child or a senior or a working family, there's an opportunity for us to help them out. Yeah. And, and that's what's happening. How do you do it? How do you, and I get this asked all the time, you know, the, the 2% of your administrative costs, because you have the same type of a cost the rest of us do when we own and operate a business, right? You got to keep the lights on. You got insurance. You got to uh, pay the, the vehicle bills. You got to put gas in a vehicle. You got to insure those vehicles. You've got paid employees as well. How do you do it on 2%, two cents out of a dollar? Well, we got good friends at KTSA, and I'm just going to say a plug here because just in the last couple of days, I ran into people at the warehouse that said, Eric, I heard you on the radio. <laughs> you said you said you needed help, and we came. Oh, great. So if, 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 if Trey, you're doing that for us at the food bank, uh, businesses, he could do something for you. Um, but it's it's getting everybody involved and everybody caring a little bit, right? And instead of spending money here, spending money there, if you allow the community to come together, it's the concept of stone soup. If you've ever heard that story, yeah, you know, it, you bring people in. Two thousand people a week have been coming to volunteer. Oh, wow! During during the pandemic, we've got you know a prison ministry where we've got guys that are currently incarcerated, helping to learn about warehousing and inventory management and sanitation. So when I can squeeze the buffalo off the nickel, mm-hmm. I'm going to do, do it, and we're going to be able to put those resources towards making sure people get nourished. That's fantastic. Thank you, Eric. We'll talk again next week. It's uh, going on right now, and that's Eric Cooper from the San Antonio Food Bank, and he's going to be a pleasure for us. But um, you can go right now, please, and, and do your very best. Um, whatever it is, you know, $10 makes a huge difference. $1 by seven meals. <laughs> so even with 10 bucks, you have bought way over seven meals. Some can do a hundred, some can do 500, some can do a thousand. I don't know, whatever you can do, whatever is possible. And thank you very much for your help. KTSA.com, Trey Ware, KTSA.com, Trey Ware, and thank you. Lloyd, fire away. What are your thoughts, sir? Trey, uh, I was just wanting to talk to you about Ukraine for a second, a brief sure. minute, uh, but I, I wonder if our indifference with our president and not, not holding up these sanctions and not doing away with a lot of these other things that he could do has anything to do with he wants Russia to get rid of Burisma. 
<laughs> I brought that up several days ago that, uh, you know, it's it's always follow the money, right, Lloyd? That's, that's exactly right, Dre. Have a great day, my friend. You too, man. Have a great weekend, too. All right, uh, Warren Rhyme is coming up. Uh, as you know, Sean is still out. He'll be back very, very soon. So uh, we're going to carry on and uh, take your calls at 210-599-5555. Look, there's some, you know, Russia, Ukraine stuff that we can get into. And I'm more than happy to talk about that as much as you want. But I've got other news that I want to talk about as well. One of these stories concerning the word squaw. And the U.S. government now working to ban that word. And I just got a very simple question. Do you want the government banning words? So we'll talk about that and anything else going on the news that's on your mind. Come on. 7 till 9. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hey there. Trey Ware on KTSA. Sean's still out. 210-599-5555. Elaine, Chris, Don, we're all here ready for you. 210-599-5555. Let's start talking about uh, Ukraine and Russia. Uh, analysts are now predicting that the capital city is uh, going to fall this weekend. It, it's going to fall. It's just a matter of when because they are tremendously outmanned and outgunned. Even though they have been handing out guns to their citizens in Ukraine and telling them to fight to the last men. Uh, men 18 to 60 have been told they're not allowed to leave Ukraine. Stay there, take a gun, and please fight. Uh, that tells us, obviously, the Second Amendment is super important, right? Uh, not only for uh, us, but, you know, it's a God-given right. And it's for all men to be able to protect themselves and defend themselves. And as the uh, Democrat Party in this country continues to move against our guns, try to take our guns away from us, I'd just like to remind you that we have an open border a couple of hours south here where miscreants and criminals and gang members and terrorists and maybe those who work for Vladimir Putin and assuredly those who work for Xi Jinping and those who work for the mullahs in Iran have been coming across that border. And we need to know that what they're facing in Ukraine right now is a possibility for us right here in America. So don't ever give your guns up. Always be prepared. The other thing that uh, flows through my mind when I'm thinking about this situation, and you can jump in here with your thoughts at any time at 210-599-5555. The president has just ordered uh, 7,000 more U.S. troops to go to Europe. We already have tens of thousands there. They are in harm's way. That's why every Friday I say, remember everyone deployed. That's a real thing. Red Friday, remember everyone deployed, because now we're sending more into an area. And I, I can't, nobody can really predict right now what Vladimir Putin is going to do if he's going to stop at Ukraine. I kind of doubt it, but, uh, you know, maybe he'll take Ukraine and say, I'm done. I doubt it. I really do. You know, I think these other countries are on his radar screen for any number of reasons. Obviously, he wants to reconstitute the former Soviet Union, bring it back to its glory days. But he's also working with China for a, a great deception and a great distraction. And China is the number one issue that we need to be facing as a country. I'm talking about foreign policy issue. Number one issue is our economy here and what's happening with crime in our streets and all that. This is also a great distraction for the Democrats to get your eyes off, remember, uh, the midterms are coming up. And the price of gasoline, the price of a good steak, and the price of uh, everything in this country has gone sky high. We have crime raging in the United States. And the media is in collusion with this administration right now to take your eyes off of that and to put your eyes on a country in Europe. But the bottom line to what's happening in Europe right now and how it 
affects us is that we're sending more and more troops into a NATO situation. And if Vlad decides that he's going to continue on and decides he wants to go toward one of these other nations, then NATO's not ready without the United States. In fact, Germany, their top general announced today that their army is standing bare with limited in combat readiness. You see, what happens when you decide that you're going to be one of these liberal democracies and you're going to let liberalism rule the day and you start to dismantle and you don't fund your protection, this is what you end up with. You, you end up with a military that's not ready to go. Prior to Donald Trump, we were, we were pretty close to that right there. We were, we were there during the Jimmy Carter years, and a lot of us are old enough to remember those years and how we, our, our preparedness was, was woefully uh, off during the Jimmy Carter years. And the Democrats had taken us back to that doorstep again under Barack Obama, and Donald Trump came in and built up our, our resources and our military once again. And this administration is in the process of trying to dismantle it once again. But as far as NATO is concerned and as far as Europe is concerned, without the United States, Europe can fall. Trump tried to tell them. Trump told them over and over again, the minimum amount, that you need to be spending of your GDP on NATO is 2%. Germany spent the most over the years at about 157. Now, I don't want to get all wonky and weedy on you, but we have to understand what we're facing here, right? If Vladimir Putin decides that he's going to continue on past this current situation, well, then Europe is in a woeful mess without, without the backing of the United States, without us going in. That's why we have troops there, is to defend the NATO nations. But it's on us. <laughs> and that would be about the time that Chairman Xi would say, I'm going to do some crazy stuff over here with the United States. Because he wants to rule the world. And he's on a path to rule the world. And we have a mush mouth mush-brained guy for a president right now. If you don't believe me, just go back and watch that press conference yesterday where he was dazed and confused. That was a movie, correct? He was dazed and confused during the entire press conference, and he laughed and giggled his way through it. Now, I know there are people who use that as a crutch. They laugh and they giggle when they're, you know, in a stressful situation. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is the President of the United States. I'm not talking about an actor, actress, talk show host, or somebody on the street. I'm talking about the President of the United States. And when Ukrainians are getting their heads blown off, and you're talking about exacting a price from the United States, it's not a time to laugh. I don't care if it is a crutch. It's serious business. And he obviously was mush-brained yesterday. He was dazed and confused many times with the questions being asked. So that's another issue. And, and uh, you know, this is just a stream of consciousness about this that I'm running through right now in my head. Why does anybody think that we, as the United States, we as a country, why do we have an obligation to take the refugees that are flowing out of there going into Hungary and Poland right now? Oh, I get the Afghanistan thing, although I think it was wrong to bring 100,000-plus here. I get it because Joe Biden caused that situation in Afghanistan. He caused it. 
he got 13 American troops killed in Afghanistan. So every time he closes a speech when he said, God bless our troops, you know, God protect our troops is what he says. Well, how about you start protecting our troops, Joe? You got them killed in Afghanistan. But then he brought in 100,000 here, and several of them are on criminal lists. They all should be taken out of this country. But he brought them here. They're on criminal lists. We've got a problem with that. But now he wants to take Border Patrol agents from right over there, right on our border, straight from here. And he wants to send them over to Poland and, and Hungary to help the refugees out of Ukraine get on jets and come to the United States. Now, George Soros is the one who's telling him to do that. George Soros is interested in resettling the United States with those who are going to be welfare recipients and cause chaos in our streets. But be that as it may, that's an, another discussion for another time. You, somebody just explained to me, what, what is our obligation to take the refugees out of there? We didn't cause this problem. We have nothing to do with this mess. This is Europe's issue. Why do we need to send our Border Patrol agents who are already stressed, taxed to the max, can't get the job done down on our border? 220,000 came through uh, since October without encounters. Those are unencounters that we know of. One and a half million so far under the Biden presidency have come through our border, and now he wants to take Border Patrol agents off of our border and send them to Hungary so that they can load up airplanes and bring people here. Why is that our obligation? Hey, Mike, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday to you, man. Yeah, how you doing today, brother? Yeah, um, yeah. it's just a matter of time, my man. You you took the words right out of my mouth when, I, when you started this conversation. It's just a matter of time before you start flying these people in from, um, from um, Ukraine into the U.S. Uh, in a war that he started. <laughs> and unfortunately, it, from what it sounds like, uh, we gonna we gonna get involved in this deal militarily. Don't don't be surprised if American lives in the military ground. He already don't over seven thousand troops. I understand. He's not just taking those people over there just to take them over there. It's just a matter of time before U.S. Uh, military is involved in fighting with Russian soldiers, and you're going to start seeing Americans come back home in body bags, and we'll see what Joe Biden has to say about that. And I thank you for taking my call today. Thank you, Mike. 210-599-5555. What you're seeing is a realignment of the world as well to more authoritarian dictatorships. The advance of dictatorships like a Russia, like a China, and we have one to our north now. Yes, we do with Justin Trudeau, they just tried it up there, and it worked. Their parliament voted for it up there to extend it. Now, he's talked in the past couple of days like he's going to rescind it, but he's still, he is still acting like a dictator. So what you're seeing is a realignment of post-war, uh, post-war world and post-Cold War world away from democracy and two dictatorships authoritarian. And Joe Biden let that slip a couple of weeks ago when he was giving a speech, and he talked about talking with Chairman Xi, and Xi said to him, you know, these democracies, they're too big, they're too uh, unwieldy, we can't get anything done, you, you, you need a dictatorship so that you can just get things done, which is exactly what Justin Trudeau just did up there. The advance now of a dictatorship in Eastern Europe with Russia making their moves, the advance of a dictatorship and a communist dictatorship out of China, they're doing it. It's called the Great Reset. We talked about it before. It's all on the march, and it's all on the move. You can tell me what our obligations are in all of this, 210-599-5555. I've had a couple people reach out to me. I mentioned a book earlier today that actually a listener turned me on to. 
and I've been reading it, and now I'm reading other stuff by the same guy. His name is Rod, I think it's Dreher or Dreher, D-R-E-H-E-R, Rod Dreher, Live Not By Lies. Man, it's a good one for what we're going through right now. And then he's got others that I'm, I'm starting to get into, too. I'm really starting to like this guy. I'm early on in him, so I'm not ready to endorse him fully. But I'm starting to like really like what he's writing. Live Not By Lies is the book that I'm reading right now. People have been asking me about that. Hey, I want to tell you about my friends over at Barbecue Outfitters. Man, we've got a weekend coming up. We're going to get some sunshine on Sunday. You need to be grilling. But Barbecue Outfitters is your Central Texas homegrown grill store. And right now, the spring into spring sale is going on through March 12th at Barbecue Outfitters. They're always cooking up great deals on their classic products like the Weber Grills and the Big Green Egg and the Traeger Pellet Smokers and all the other outdoor kitchen products they have at Barbecue Outfitters. And right now, all qualifying grills will get your choice of instant in-store rebates or 12-month 0% financing. This is your place. Barbecue Outfitters going to include free assembly and free in-home service for a year. Doesn't really matter if you grill a little bit or you grill a whole lot. Barbecue Outfitters showroom is a must-see for you. They've got an incredible selection of grills and smoker brands, of course, patio furniture and gas logs and grilling gadgets and rubs. and <laughs> It's all there at Barbecue Outfitters. I'll see you over there this weekend, 1604 at Chavano Park and online at bbqoutfitters.com. Well, the AccuWeather forecast today, like yesterday, okay, just to repeat, and then tomorrow or tonight and tomorrow, cloudy and cold, high tomorrow around 44, and then on Sunday, clouds giving way to some afternoon sunshine, high approaching 60. Right now, Russia at war with Ukraine. Get the latest and stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Trey Ware here on KTSA. It's Ware and Rima. Sean is off. And uh, let me go to the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. I always consider it an honor when Steve Moore joins me. You've read him in the Wall Street Journal, and I have for years. I've watched him on Fox News for years, and he's been a guest here on KTSA, either with Riccardi or myself. And, Steve, it's great to have you back this morning. Well, good morning. Thanks for the kind words. And, you know, I'm just very frustrated this morning with what's going on in the world, obviously, with with respect to Ukraine. And I got to tell you, I mean, in some ways that this is a self-inflicted wound because we have uh, essentially allowed the money to to flow to Russia for this war machine because we're not producing American oil here at home. It's something, as you know, I've been on this message for uh, over a year that we should be building pipelines, we should be drilling for our own oil, whether it's there in Texas or up in Alaska. Uh, and uh, Biden has declared war on American energy, and the, and the big beneficiary has been, number one, Russia, and number two, China. Thirteen months ago, we were energy independent, Steve, and, uh, and, and we were right on the precipice of selling gas to, to Germany, and then along yeah. comes uh, Joe Biden, and he opens up Nord Stream 2, and, you know, there, there, there goes our deal. Do you know what uh, uh, Joe Biden's first act uh, uh, as president was? Shutting down Keystone. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. I mean, I, I, I was disappointed. I thought there was, was some good elements of his speech yesterday responding to the Russian invasion. But he left out an important part, which was that we he should have just said, look, I made a mistake. We're going to we're going to. Uh, fight fire with fire we're going to produce our own oil and gas and and we should be building you know we need a whole infrastructure in the united states they spent a trillion dollar in infrastructure built for green energy which is incidental to our you know to our energy needs in this country we should be building the infrastructure so we can build the lng terminals pipelines 
so we can get our, you know, we have more oil and gas than coal than any other country in the world. We should be exporting it. Now we're importing it. Does that make any sense? None whatsoever. And, yeah. we, we, you know, they went to OPEC Plus, which is Russia. They're involved with OPEC Plus, and said, would you turn on the spigot? And they said, absolutely not. But they're allowing, you know, what was so asinine, Steve, about yesterday yeah. Was it Blinken said, and 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 even uh, Biden said, we're not going after their oil and gas. I mean, yeah, that's how that very interesting. That's how he's you funding know. this. <laughs> exactly. Now, it's this is a great point you're making, and I've been asked, you know, many times, why is it? You know, the market was down. It, it Dow Jones was down 800 points yesterday in the morning, and after uh, Biden's speech, it went up by 800 points. And my sources in the energy industry tell me that's because. Um, and, and people on Wall Street are saying they were worried that, you know, Biden would, would try to shut off Russian oil and gas, and that would, you know, disrupt the energy market. So think about this. He's willing to shut off our oil and gas. Right. He's not willing to shut off theirs. Right. I mean, again, this stuff doesn't make any sense. I know there are probably people listening to this show who are concerned about climate change. Uh, that's fine. But we're not going to solve climate change by reducing our oil output and increasing theirs. No, and you've got to stop, you know, him in his tracks or Europe. And, and let's talk about Swift for just a second because there was some concern about, you know, mm-hmm. kicking him out of Swift. Yeah. In Europe, uh, they were concerned about that and they're concerned about the oil. Well, all I got to do is tell our European friends, whether it's Germany or France or Italy, your problems are going to be a whole lot worse if you don't stop him in Ukraine. You got to stop him there. You know, it's a, you make a great point. And, and, and it was something I was just about to say, and you beat me to it. The Europeans are not blameless here. They have fallen into the trap. I mean, I remember, because as you know, I work for Trump, and, and the Europeans acted as if, you know, they were closer allies to Russia than the United States, which was idiotic. I mean, have they forgotten about the Cold War? Have they forgotten the history of, of, of Russia in the 20th century and their aggression? And so, uh, you know, the Europeans have dug themselves into a big hole here, because they have, in too many instances, they have sided with Russia and China against the United States. We're paying the NATO bills, you know. So, I, you know, to some of me, now it's interesting because the Eastern Europeans, they are on our side on this. I mean, they they view Russia obviously as a major threat because they they saw what happened, you know, after World War II and the and when you know Russia the Russia. Uh, the Soviet Union occupied those countries, but the the Western Europeans are living in a never never land. Right, right. Well, you have the quote of the day, Steve, and that is, uh, "He's willing to shut down our oil and gas. Biden yep. is, but not yep. Putin's." Yep, says and, it all. I, I just, you know, we we have an opportunity. You know, as again, I was with Donald Trump many times in the Oval Office. We talked about this. I was one of his economic advisors. I used to tell him, you know, Mr. President. We could make America energy independent in your presidency. And he used to turn to me and say, Steve, he'd wag his finger at me. He said, I don't want America to be energy independent. I want America to be energy dominant. Amen. We, were on that, we were on that road to being dominant. And isn't it amazing how the world has shifted in one year? You know, it's only months. been 13 months that Biden has been in office. So, you know, I hope he changes his tune. We should be producing all of the above. Our oil, our gas, our coal, our nuclear power, our hydropower, our solar. Use it all. And so we, you know, because the country that controls the energy is one of the countries that controls the world. Well, and you're a safer country, too. Uh, We can say that from here in Texas because we went through last February, February a year ago, we were all shut down. You got it. And we were without power around here, Steve, and it was because 
all the leaders of our local energy, we were focusing on green new solar panels yep. and all that and not gas, not what we know works. Exactly. Yeah, well, I know we're running time. Let me make, make one last point. Please. Something major media doesn't talk about. The problem that, that uh, you know, the Western Europeans have right now is they went to they went with the green energy fad about ten years ago. So they're about ten years ahead of us with this. Oh, let's use you know wind and solar power, and it didn't work, and it almost you know bankrupted those countries, especially Germany. So they've shifted back now. Now they're dependent on the pipelines from Russia, you know, to Germany for their for their um, you know for their energy and electric power. And they we should we should learn the lesson from the Europeans. Wind and solar are niche forms of energy. You can maybe we can maybe get five or ten percent of our energy from, but the idea we're going to go to hundred percent green is a very dangerous and diluted idea. When will we ever learn, uh, Steve Moore? As always, thank you, sir. It's an honor. Okay, have a have a great weekend. We'll I'll visit again soon. Okay, so um, before the break here, I've I've got some great news about uh, our drive to ride, uh, a drive and ride to end hunger. It's growing by the minute now, thanks to Ben and Diana Richard. They just gave a hundred bucks and said God bless. And Stephen and Donna Schneider just gave a hundred bucks and they said in memory of the good old days, the Ricky and Judd show from back then. There's a hundred bucks from them. Thank you guys. You're growing the numbers here. We're now up to six thousand and sixty five dollars. That's over 40,000 meals that you are providing for people right here in Bear County. KTSA.com. Smash that donate button, and thank you so much for what you're doing over there. It's humbling, and I just you're helping so many people in our area. I want to tell you about our friends at Deets Tractor Company. Right now is rodeo time, and they've got the brand-new LS tractors, the platform and cab type, the midsize and large, more standard features, and more performance for less money, only at Deets Tractor in Seguin. The LS tractor happens to be one of my favorites, some of the hottest tractors anywhere seven-time winner the eda dealer's choice award beating out all the big name brands in 16 different categories for overall satisfaction they are always at the stock show and rodeo every year and that's a great place to check them out you can stumble by their booth and even get up on it and check it out there or you can go by i-10 in seguin and see our friends at deets tractor company with huge savings on ls tractors they're going to be gone after the rodeo so Stop on by and see them on I-10 and Seguin or stop by their booth at the Stock Show and Rodeo where you get more tractor for less money. That San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Are you urging China to help isolate Russia? Are you urging China to help isolate Russia? I'm not prepared to comment on that at the moment. Uh-uh. He's not going to comment on China, baby. Got to keep that pipeline of cash wide open. Ware and Ryman, KTSA, Sean's off. Trey Ware here, KTSA, taking your calls on Ukraine or anything else that's going on in the news. 210-599-5555. USA Pete, fire away, sir. Yo, TW, what's going on, buddy? I wish I knew it other than it's Friday, thank God. Thank God. Hey, I got two points to, to bring up. Okay, um, I understand that, you know, we're a very giving country, and anybody who disputes that, you know what, they need to go get themselves checked because America is a very good giving country. Look at this. We take in everybody. And sometimes I kind of wonder, you know, yeah, our culture is not really Slavic. I mean, yeah, we have Slavic immigrants here. And God bless them. Thank you for being here. They're good, hardworking people. I've met a lot of Slavic people. Um, But you would think that the Slavic nations would take them in first, being that they have a cultural background and that they're more related to each other than, you know, shipping them clear across the country to America and having to learn, you know, English common, you know, our English 
common, you know, culture that we have. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing is, you know, back in the 2000s, I spent a lot of time in Europe. I lived with Europeans. I didn't do the whole, you know, tour guide thing. I actually lived with European people. And, you know, I still keep in touch with a lot of my friends in Holland. And, you know, they depend on Russian gas. Unfortunately, this and this was during the Bush era when I was out there a lot, and um, they depend on Russia a lot. And if Russia wants to get what they want from Western Europe, all they do is say, we're turning off the pipeline. Correct. You can freeze. We're turning off the lights. Yeah. That's exactly right. And and, yeah. and Europe did it to – and thank you, Pete. Great to hear from you. Have a good weekend. Um, they did it to themselves. The Europeans put themselves in that position. And they did it. In the last four years, when Donald Trump was in office, some of them were just mad, didn't like old Donald Trump, didn't like the tweets that were coming from Donald Trump. But as Steve Moore told us in the last half hour, you know, he was actually in the White House, in the Oval Office with Donald Trump, telling Donald Trump, Mr. President, we can become energy independent. And the president would wheel around on his heels and shake his finger at Steve Moore and say, I don't want to be energy independent, Steve. I want to be energy dominant. And we were headed that direction. And Joe Biden, the very first act, his first act, was to cancel Keystone X Pipeline. And then he went through and just recently has canceled any new drilling on uh, on federal lands. And somebody called the other day and said, well, we're still drilling, Trey. What's, what's the problem here? Well, let me explain what the problem is. First of all, stopping it on federal land, stopping it offshore. That's That's cutting back on a lot of it. But Joe Biden has enacted a policy, a war, if you will, against fossil fuels. And with a war against fossil fuels going on in this country right now, it's making it much more difficult to get funding for future projects because it costs so much, it takes many years to pay it back. And if there's not a commitment to fossil fuels here, and there should be, because we don't have the infrastructure to do anything other than fossil fuels, If we don't carry on with more drilling, if we don't show that we have a commitment to fossil fuels, you're not going to get the funding for it. Who is going to fund something with no return that the government is going to shut down at at, at any time? There's nobody going to fund something like that. And that's what he has put us into. Think about this for just a second. And Stephen said it. I've said it before, but Stephen said it so well in the last half hour. Joe Biden is willing to turn our oil and gas off, but he's not willing to turn Vladimir Putin's off because he refused to touch it yesterday. The other thing is Ukraine is a perfect lesson in why the Second Amendment is so essential, isn't it? They're now handing out guns, and they're taking down and blowing up their own bridges in Ukraine now to stop the advance of Vladimir Putin and the Russians. I'm very proud of my faith. NBA referee... Ken Maurer, 36 years as a referee for the NBA. If you could see his face right now, if I could show you a picture, if you've ever watched an NBA game, you've seen him. He's very recognizable, Ken Maurer. He's been gone this year. He didn't quit, wasn't fired. He is a Catholic. He is deeply devoted to his faith, and I'll share a personal story about him in a second. But when the NBA, all of a sudden, this year, they didn't require it last year, but this year when they required the vaccination, he said, I can't do it. I'm a devout Catholic. My faith is very important to me. 
I'm concerned about them using the stem cells of aborted fetuses, aborted babies in this, so I'm not going to take the, the vax. So the NBA said, well, then you can't referee games unless you take the vax. So he said, well, I'm choosing my faith. I'm picking my faith over the vax. I'm picking my faith over the job. And that's how dedicated he is to his faith. He has said, I'm going to sit it out then. He said, I'm no different than the truck driver, than the school teacher, than the health care worker, and the person working construction. They don't medically or religiously feel like taking the vaccine, and now they're being forced or else they're going to lose their job. And I think that's a shame. Many referees that didn't want to take the vaccine, he said. Many referees that were forced to because they have children, they have families, they have bills to pay. I'm here to say there's a lot of people that didn't want to take this in the NBA. You call it whatever you want, coerced, forced. Now they're taking it, and they're taking the boosters, and they're scared. And I'm not because I'm not ever going to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Whatever you think of the vaccine, this should be your choice without you losing your job. We're going to find out not too far from now that that should have been the case all along. There's already questions about this vaccine that have a lot of people, including myself who took it, having a lot of questions about it because it's not a vaccine. It's not keeping you from getting it or transmitting it. So he has every right in the world to his body and to say, no, you're not doing this to me without the threat of losing his job. So anyway, my personal story with him is uh, I was actually at a game with Pastor John Hagee from Cornerstone Church one time, and we're sitting there, and um, there's referee across, and I didn't know Ken Maurer, but he's across the court with the ball under his arm. It's a timeout period. He starts walking across the court right toward us. We're sitting down on the court. And I'm thinking he's going to put the ball in play right in front of us like, Man, this is going to be cool. It's going to be David Robinson or Tim Duncan or whoever it was right in front of me putting the ball into play. No, he wasn't putting the ball into play. He was walking over and he went, Pastor Hagee, I just wanted to say hello. I watch you on television every week. <laughs> I love your show. That's Ken Maurer from the NBA. Anyway, social workers at a conference in San Antonio being told how to get around the law. The conference apparently being put on, at least there's folks there from the Northside Independent School District. I want to tell I don't know if they're putting it on, but there's folks there from the Northside. I want to tell you about that and take more of your calls coming up. Trey Ware on KTSA from our friends at BG Products. Okay, so you see what our weather does, right? It goes from, what was it, last week, 80s, to this week being super cold and super wet. You need the best protection for your vehicle, whatever it is you drive. If you've got a little car, it's a four-cylinder, good. Protect it. Do the best you can. If you've got a big truck that's an eight-cylinder, here's the best you can do. BG Products. Now, it's not something you buy off the shelf. You know, It's not something you pick up at the Walmart or something like that. Uh, next time you have your oil change, you just tell them, add the BG service. Do the BG service. Do the full BG. I recommend the full BG service. That includes the MOA inside the crankcase for maximum lubrication. And it also includes the fuel system cleaner that cleans out all the lines, all the injectors, all the uh, valves and everything, restores performance back to your vehicle. No matter what it is you drive, you'll get maximum performance, maximum protection from your friends at BG. Next time you have your oil changed, BG. You said in recent weeks that big nations cannot bluff when it comes to something like this. You recently said that the idea of personally sanctioning President Putin was on the table. Is that a step that you're prepared to take? And if not, it's not a bluff, it's on the table. Sanctioning President Putin? Yes. Why not sanction him today, sir? Yeah. Why yeah. not sanction him today? Sir? Right. 
That's that is the question, isn't it? Because he's not serious about these sanctions. That's why, folks. He's not serious about it. If he was serious about it, he would have taken him out of SWIFT. He would have shut off the oil. No more oil is flowing out of Russia. Not one drop gets to leave Russia. And I'm going to sanction Vladimir Putin personally. But let me just say this about it, and I'm going to come to your phone calls. And, John, you'll be up first, 210-599-5555. And we don't have to talk about Ukraine. It could be anything you want to talk about in the news. The biggest threat that Vladimir Putin is facing right now is not from the sanctions from the U.S. because they're wussified sanctions. They're, They're meaningless and even Joe Biden said yesterday, check back with me in a month and I'll let you know if they're working, okay? What kind of days and confused bullcrap is that? But his biggest, the biggest threat to Vladimir Putin is from within his own country. Many of these people that he's killing right now are cousins, uncles, friends, and neighbors to people in Russia. And young people, Generation Z and beyond, Generation X, actually, and beyond. Younger people in in the world, globally, have had it with war. They have been warred to death, literally. They've had it. And they're standing up against future wars. And young people in Russia are showing up, and they know they're going to die. They know Putin is going to kill them or lock them up in a gulag. And they're willing to face that to stop any more war. When you talk about anybody under 40 years old, their entire life has known war. Uh, Me too. My entire life. I'm 58. Has known war. And I think the globe is war-weary now, and they're standing up against Vladimir Putin for this move. John, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. Uh, everybody say a little prayer for Sean. Uh, Trey, you've been talking about the um, risky behavior stuff, and then I was going to mention those two shootouts, the people that won, how many were killed? One and wounded and, and shot at. In any case, that whole situation demonst- demonstrates two things of uh, the style of law enforcement. And you had a caller when you were talking about that, called in and talked about Sheriff Harlan Copeland had a gang unit, and that <laughs> they didn't have the, the problem with that then. But that demonstrates the two styles of policing. One is the city police, are uh, they're always, uh, always subject to the people that hired them, either the school district or the political district. And then you have the style of the elected law enforcement person the sheriff so i just wanted to point that out very interesting okay thank you john 210-599-5555 maria you're on ktsa go right ahead good morning trey morning i just i just want to tell you that what we need in the whole world is a strong king david oh well that way, yeah. so, that he can, <laughs> so that he can go take care I'm Goliath. Okay. <laughs> All right. I didn't look at it that way, but okay. Uh, 210-599-5555. Social workers at a conference being attended by folks from the Northside Independent School District right here in San Antonio being shown how to get CRT into the schools around any state laws that may be erected against it using social workers in the school system. Conservative social workers also being told to go along, threatened, 
or you're going to lose your gig. And they're showing teachers and social workers how to organize and turn Texas blue. Has everything in the world to do with how you're to be educated, right? How your kids are to be educated when they're doing that. Should the government, this is what we call a rhetorical question, should the government be telling you which words are off limits, which words are derogatory, which words you can and should use or not? Well, they're doing it in this administration, and the latest word that they're going after means woman. As they continue to cancel the female gender in America, now they're going after the word literally. I'll explain to you after the top of the hour. Continue to take your calls at 210-599-5555, KTSA. Are completely contrary to the place where the rest of the world has arrived. I'll call you back. I have to help these guys. <laughs> what does that mean? Where in Rima, 7 till 9. Uh. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah. So it's 806. Good morning. Sean's still out. Trey Ware, KTSA. 200,000 in the car and you get arrested for that? Well, man, how long you going to be in prison? You carry, <laughs> you carry that in the back pocket. That's right. Much less the car. What's up with that story, man? That right here. I'm guessing that it led to something else. That I mean, it's it's not illegal to carry two hundred thousand dollars. No. Otherwise, like I say, you'd be in a whole lot of trouble. But there was evidence there was some money laundering and oh, oh, perhaps some po- other smuggling. Possibly going on. was cleaning some yeah. money. Was he? Yeah. Maybe washing it up a little bit. Could That's be. not illegal either. You can wash money oh, yeah. too if you want to. We know you wouldn't do that because you don't launder anything. No, I don't. See, absolutely right. Right. I, well, that's one crime you'd never be accused of. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or making up the bed. Money laundering. <laughs> Cops start asking you about it. You're like, I don't even know how to use the washing machine. How do you do it? I don't know. I don't know anything about it, man. Tide pods, what's that? I thought you were supposed to eat them. I thought they had lunch. <laughs> I don't know. You got so. any more questions, dummy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hey, man, I got to tell you, usually I'm not a big one for, you know, Friday celebrations. It's, it's okay, but, you know, it's usually I'm okay. Either way, I don't care. Uh, but today, <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've had it. Yeah. I'm whooped, man. I feel like I've just been beat around the head and the shoulders for a month. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's been that kind of week. It really has. It's been that kind of week. And, I, I, you know, what, what happens is, and the reason for that is that so much study has to go into what we do here or what I do that I just, you know, I get to the end of the week and I go, I got nothing left. I got right. no more. My, I was telling Chris earlier, my, uh, my weekend starts at 9 o'clock on Friday because I work on Sunday getting ready for Monday's show. Right. So, you know, I'm, too, I'm a day ahead on, on uh, weekend. And so, but I told him in the, at seven o'clock I was starting at that. It officially started an hour ago. <laughs> I'm just like, the prep, I'm, I'm the, the weekend, baby. Yeah, it's here. The checkout process has begun. You know what I'm a little unhappy about? And, and the, I'm not turning this into a gripe session or anything. We'll get to the phones and everything here in a little bit. Right. Uh, man, the weather. I need some sunshine. I guess I'm getting some of that sad effect because I'm ready for sunshine, motorcycle riding. You know, seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, I don't care if it does this during the week. Right. We get to the weekend. <laughs> Son and 80 better hit. Well, you know, the good news is that it never lasts long. That's true. You know? Give it a couple of minutes, and we, that's why we're here. By Monday, we'll be back in business. Right, right. Won't be a problem at all. But any more of these cold days, and I'm going to be heading south, baby. <laughs> How much further south are you going to go? <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> Get me a serape and a sombrero, baby. You're going to go down to Brownsville? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I warmed up a little bit. I you think got I'll that head back right, home. man. Exactly. 
All right, so uh, well, I'm glad you've got some time to relax this week. Yeah, that's good. It's going to start in one hour with some biscuits and gravy at Cap's uh, house. No, I knew yesterday. I knew yesterday that I could tell you were tired yesterday. <laughs> could you? Yeah. How? Well, it was around this time. Maybe <laughs> it was right after your interview with the governor. Yeah. Um, where you just you know you got off the phone and you went into the break and you just kind of hunched over <laughs> and all I could think about was you kind of looked like Earl Campbell after he ran a hundred yards <laughs> against in a game against the Broncos up at Mile High Stadium and he's got the oxygen mask going on right. just, yeah that's kind of what it well that's like. kind of how yeah. I felt exactly I you know going through all those. What I wanted to do, and my purpose in doing those, is not to challenge those guys and get in their face and scream at them. You know, I'll do that if they get elected and they screw up. Right. Then I'll have yeah. them back on. I'll say, what the hell are you thinking? You know, that kind of thing. But right now, while they're running, I want to give them plenty of rope and just give them the, the, the deal right. and, and let them go. So it takes a lot of mental energy to do that. But I'll, I'll tell you this, too, and I, I mentioned this yesterday. My emotions are, you know, uh, tied up in my partner, too. You know, I'm yeah. you know I'm very concerned about him. Although he seems to be doing all right right now, uh, I've you know I've been going through a lot of that you know feelings. I got a lot of feelings about that too. So anyway, it is, I, I hear he's recovering yeah. slowly. But, I hear know, that too. You know, he messaged me yesterday, wanted me to stop by and snuggle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, know. you keep that to yourselves, will you? Yeah. We won't. We talk. We, right. No, I don't want any pictures oh, it, it on did, Facebook. Oh, it didn't happen. Okay, good. There's not enough pudding cups in the world. <laughs> There's not enough bed size in the world to get you two on the same bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not happening. I'm sorry. Right. Not that you're big or anything, yeah, but you he are. Want me to stop by and read him a story? Husky. And... <sighs> well, no. if you want to do that, fine. <laughs> but just don't be climbing in the bed with him. <laughs> All right, but if I do, I'll. I'll FaceTime you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I figured. Um, I want to talk about the numb nuts over in the government who are trying to tell you what's derogatory and not. And it's not so much the word that I want to focus on here. Although, if you want to tell me you think the word is derogatory, squaw, you can tell me that and then explain to me why it's derogatory. But we got this U.S. Interior Secretary Deb Haaland who has formally declared the term squaw as derogatory. And now she's initiated a process to remove that word from our language. They want to remove it, of course, from all of the federal uh, lands and all the federal monuments and everything. Can't say, can't have squaw up anywhere, and it happens to be on in a half a dozen states, including Texas, by the way, on some monuments and whatever. Happens to be in the books, so you're going to have to reprint the books. Happens to be in some of the textbooks, so you're going to have to reprint the textbooks, etc. Going to have to yank out the other books and the movies that have it in there because you can't have it in the books and the movies. Can't say the word. Squaw. Not supposed to say it. Not supposed to think it. Not supposed to be around anybody who says squaw. Don't say squaw. Now, if you know language then you know that the literal translation is woman or female. Now, I made the point many times, I know Sean and I have talked about it many times as well, that there's a move afoot among liberals and among the Democrat Party in this country to erase the female gender. And ladies, it's a fact. And liberal women are all about it. When you're allowing men to compete in women's sports and destroy women's sports, which is what's going on, it's happening. Men are now putting on a dress and competing in girls' sports, and and liberal women are welcoming it. Yay! This is such a great advancement for women. How? 
Tell me how that advances the cause of women one little bit. And how does striking the word squaw advance anything in this country one little bit? But beyond the word squaw, beyond the actual word itself, which is not a derogatory term, not one little bit is it derogatory. Again, it means the literal translation is woman or female. It's even in the Massachusetts 1600 Bible as female, meaning female. But beyond that, do we really, do you really want to go down the road of the government deciding which words are acceptable and permitted? Do we really want to say to our government, whether it's this one or a future Donald Trump administration, any administration, left, right, in the middle, I don't care, any administration, do you want them to have that kind of power over the words, over the vocabulary that we use in this country? You think about that for a minute, and if you think that's an appropriate use of government resources, government money, and most importantly, government power, 210-599-5555. I'd love to hear from you about it. All right, I want to tell you about our friends over at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram up in New Braunfels. Year after year, Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels earns the title of the number one volume Ram truck dealer in Texas. It's real simple. When you put customers first and you super serve customers and you do everything possible to make the the truck buying experience the best, well, then you're going to be number one. And that's what they do at Blue Bonnet in New Braunfels every year. They got the vans, they got the trucks, they got the cars, they've got the, of course, they've got the SUVs all over the lot and ready to go to you at the lowest prices. And speaking of lowest prices, now is a great time to buy a Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram because it is truck month and they have your truck on the ground and more arriving every day. Now, cool thing with Blue Bonnet is you can shop in person, online, or by phone and they'll deliver it right to your front door or you can work with one of their experienced sales consultants and they'll take great care of you. It's no wonder. Blue Bonnet was named a 2021 Dealer of Excellence by J.D. Power. So take that short drive to New Braunfels or log on to bbdodge.com at Blue Bonnet Price. Into control. Available at Walmart. Russia at war with Ukraine. Get the latest and stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And the latest says Russia is moving into the capital city of Kiev right now. Explosions are being heard there. The Ukrainians have taken out one of their own bridges to try to halt them. You also have these uh, Russian folks or the Ukrainian folks who were saying to go blank themselves to the Russians and then they were wiped out. And a, a Ukrainian woman was uh, seen standing right here in front of several Russian troops. They're armed to the teeth, and she's telling them, you're a bunch of fascists. Get out of our country. So those are the kind of things that are going on right now. Let me go to your phone calls. It doesn't have to be on Ukraine. We're talking about that a lot, but everything else is going on the news. Fair game. And, uh, Chaz, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday. Hi, hi Trey. Long-time listener, first-time caller. All right. Glad you hi. called, man. Yes, sir. Uh, so I could only sympathize with, with uh, the use of the word squaw. And I think that what that really means is that, you know, there's a difference between humans and animals. And so humans, we obviously recognize as women, and animals have their own particular names, you know, to identify as female. And I think that's where the separative idea is coming from, to change the name from squaw to be recognized as a woman. But I'm on your side. I don't think the book should be changed. I don't. I, I think if you know where, you, where you've been, then you know where you're going. And I think it's important that we keep whatever information we've already have, have put in place should stay in place. Well, you know, if you, if you actually know the word, the word is not derogatory. It doesn't mean other th- any, anything other than woman or female. 
But the, the larger picture and the most important picture, as far as I'm concerned, Chaz, is why in the world will we even consider allowing the government to decide what words we are going to use and what words are going to be struck from our language? Because that's going to change every four years or two years or whenever the government changes. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and I'm exactly on your side. Yeah. I, I, I don't like government overreach. All I'm saying is that I can just sympathize with where that where that's coming from. It probably has some deeper meaning as to, as to the purpose. Well, as, as you well know, it. as you well know, too, Chaz, any word can be de- bastardized by anybody, right? You can, you, you can make that any word that you want to to be – I can say red is a derogatory term. And, and if I got enough that people on my side or if I'm empowering the government – and I say that red is a derogatory term, then, you know, everybody's got to do what I say and remove that word from their language. This is just idiot. It's lunacy. And and I would think, now I don't know, but I would think there's probably more important things for the Biden administration to be focusing on. <laughs> that is true. You're preaching to the choir, Trey. You keep on doing what you're doing. We love you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Hey, Chris, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday, man. Happy Friday to you and everybody else. I have an employee who is Ukrainian. His father worked at Chernobyl when it went down. As soon as the wall fell, basically, they booked out of there. Every Ukrainian I have ever met are uber conservatives. Let Biden bring in all they want, because they'll bring in more to the Republican and conservative parties. All right, man. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it very much. 210-599-5555. Fire away, Mark. Happy Friday, man. Happy Friday. Hey, I just uh, called the Northside School District and asked them about their sponsorship of these uh, social workers. Yeah. And uh, they seem to know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I spoke to communications uh, persons, but uh, they seem to not know anything about it. I suggested that uh, they contact your station and talk to you about sure. it. Sure. Yeah, give me, tell them to give me a call because I've had <clears throat> several that were in that conference yesterday, and, uh, and they work for Northside. Several social workers who work for Northside reached out to me yesterday and uh, and told me all about it and backed it up with evidence as well. And I, I, that's all I'm going to say at the moment. But, yes, uh, I know it's true because I saw the evidence with my own eyes and I heard the evidence with my own ears. And I know what they're teaching in this conference that's going on. And the people that I spoke with that were in there are from Northside. Well, it's just amazing how these liberals are so blindfolded because they can't see what's going on in the rest of the country about uh these kind of things and the parents standing up well look look uh, mark Northside also told the governor to stuff it and they went with a mask mandate even though the governor said we're not doing a mask mandate and Northside carried on with a mask mandate and it's the largest school district around here uh and you know northeast being another big one but Northside and san antonio independent they both told the governor to stuff it and they were absolutely a million percent wrong a million percent wrong in what they did well, I hope the parents of the Northside School District uh, stand up and recall these board members. I do, too. And that's why. And thank you, man. Have a great weekend, Mark. That's why I bring it up. That's, why, that's what we have to have. In fact, the people who contacted me who were in this conference, they're conservatives, and they're very concerned about being taught how to get CRT around the law and into the classroom. And they're very concerned about going to a conference where they're being taught how to organize and come together to turn Texas blue. And they're conservatives who are very concerned about if they stand up and say something, their job is going to be taken away from them. This is just the kind of thing that's going on. And these folks are from Northside that were at this conference. 
So I don't know if it was something that Northside put on or not. I said that early on. I don't know if they actually put the conference on. I know there were Northside people there because the folks who contacted me from Northside, there might have been some Northeast people there. Who knows? Might have been some Southside people. I don't know. Might have been some Alamo Heights people there. I have no idea. But the fact is, the point is, there are conferences that are going on right now that are teaching social workers and teachers in the school how to go around any CRT law that may be erected around the country and get CRT into the classroom. And they're also teaching them how to come together and organize to turn Texas blue. And I think that parents should know about that. I don't think it ought to be in the dark. I, I think it ought to see the light of day. Because there's probably some parents over there pretty ticked off right now with what's been going on. You know, the mask thing has done more harm to children than any life it has saved with children. Those masks, I can tell you, I don't believe they've done anything to save a child's life. Not one little thing. But it's done a whole lot to ruin children's lives. When you're telling a child to keep your mask on, honey, or you're going to be killing people. And that child goes home. And that child then tells mama, I don't want to take my mask off, mama. And mama says, it's okay, baby, you're at home. I don't want to. I'm going to be killing you. And we have no evidence, none, zero, that forced masks on children saved one child's life. But we know it destroyed a bunch of them. We have the therapist speaking out about it. And Northside just did it. They just repealed it, but they just, Northside did it. So did San Antonio. And they not only should be ashamed of themselves, but it's criminal behavior what you're doing to those kids. So, yeah, if you got people that are going to a, uh, if you got social workers in your district that are going to uh, a seminar to learn how to organize for the Democrats, I think Republican conservative parents over at the Northside School District probably want to know about that, don't you? All right, I want you to know about Barbecue Outfitters. Mm, BBQoutfitters.com, and right now, it's spring into spring sale at Barbecue Outfitters, now through the 12th of March. And Barbecue Outfitters, they are your Central Texas homegrown grill store, and it's all so good the way they do it over there. You ought to see the machines they got. They're celebrating over 24 years in business now. They're always cooking up the great deals for you, and they got them all, too. Weber Grills, the Big Green Egg, Traeger Pellet Smokers, all the outdoor kitchen products. And right now, all the qualifying grills get your choice of instant in-store rebates or 12-month 0% financing. Plus, they're going to include free assembly and free in-home service for one solid year from Barbecue Outfitters. You get grilling service from folks that know how to grill, that love how to grill, and want to show you how the best way is to grill. Plus, it's just a fun way, fun place to hang out sometimes, too. At Barbecue Outfitters, you're going to find something to enhance your backyard oasis for sure. They're at 1604 in Shavano Park and online at BBQ. With News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. have one every three feet i got two in bag over there i'm never without a flashlight I got a couple under the bed i got them hitting out everywhere man i'm always gonna have light are you paranoid is that the point? Right, just a little bit <laughs> i don't like the dark um trey Ware is afraid of the dark i don't like the dark 
Uh, no, it's just, a, you know, got to shoot somebody. You got to see them. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> that's gonna, that'll be on the Christmas yeah. tape. Well, I guess I'm safe now. That'll be on the Christmas tape. Like you got to shoot somebody. You got to be able to see them. <laughs> I'm going to start hollering that from now on. Trey, do you have a flashlight? <laughs> Don't shoot. Spotlight me, sir. Me. Spotlight me, sir. Hey, man, check this out. Uh, 6165. Whoa, hey, there's one right there. There you go. It's a flashlight going off. 6165. That's where we are on the drive to 100. Oh, that's tremendous. 6,165. That equals 43,155 meals. Awesome. 43,155 meals. That's incredible. And it goes all through next week, too, folks. So please, whatever you can do, 43,155 meals. You have done that so far. In the drive, ride to end hunger, and that's what it takes. So if you wouldn't mind, just KTSA.com. There's a red button that says donate. Smash that red button. Right. And Rose just gave, uh, Rose Dish just gave uh, 100. So thank you, Rose. And it can be anything, you know, from 10, 20, 30. Here's, here's the way to look at it. $1 by seven meals. So if you can do $10, fantastic. You've done over seven meals already. If you can do a hundred like Rose just did, or if you can do a thousand, um, just think about how many meals you're buying for people. If you'll just take one dollar, you know, seven, then you've got it. So we're at, uh, you know, 40, uh, 43,000 meals and it's growing every minute. Right. So please help. And the cool thing is six, six grand to 6,100. 6,100. Your goal for the end of the week was five. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, well, you know, our listeners do that every time. Right. You know, whether it's Jimenez or whatever, we're just trying to get help to people. Mm-hmm. And all we got to do is say help. <laughs> That's it. Right. And our listeners go, you got it, yep. whatever you need. Absolutely. So thank you very much. And, you know, one of the things you can do, too, if, you, if, you, if you're moved to do this, is, is you can challenge other people, right? So whatever your industry is, you can mention to people at work. You can share it right from the website here to people that are on your Facebook page and Twitter and whatever account that you have. So feel free to share it and tell people about it and start challenging them. And, and you know, you might be in a, a trucking business. By the way, the truckers are going to Washington, D.C. right now. They're on their way. Uh, or you might be in whatever plumber or whatever. Challenge all the other plumbing companies. Say, hey, step up and, and give some to the food bank so we can feed oh, folks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, when you said challenge, I thought you were going to challenge me to oil up and wrestle again. Well, if that would get more people yeah. to give, <laughs> I'll t- I tell you what we'll do. Yeah. I'll tell you what we'll do. Give the most money and don and i won't do yeah, that we won't wrestle yeah no oil no wrestling. you want to keep us from wrestling yeah. then give money uh mike you're on ktsa good morning mike morning morning uh oil yourselves up and i know some guys that are down on north main that would like to see oh that, thanks so. thanks appreciate that <laughs> yeah well you know keep this whole conversation to yourself it's okay? a great friday <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I want to comment on Ukraine, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think that you guys might think I'm ignorant, but when I was hearing stories yesterday that oh they've taken over Chernobyl and they they you know they took it away, right? Well, it used to be theirs. It used to be theirs. They, they were the ones that were responsible for it melting down. Let them have it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I want to let you know that I've been to both countries and. There's not really a much of a difference between both of them, you know, and so they all have shopping malls, they all have everything, but I just wanted to let you know that Well you know, Well, hang on, Mike. Just <laughs> I'll challenge you in love, brother. I you know, um there is a difference in that 
One is run by a dictator who will kill you if you oppose the government. The other is oh, pretty know. much a Western democracy. Oh, I, I know. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. he, he, I, he's a tyrant. But let me, how, how do you say, uh, how can I put this? You know, he's, he's, our, uh, he's our butt rear, but he's, he's, he's a butt rear, but you want to have him in your corner. Because I don't know if you remember that when everybody's head was getting cut off over there in the Middle East, they tried to do something to him. And what did he do? He took a bunch of those people out for us. And, you know, it's not something that I'm congratulating them. I'm no, I, I, I know. Or... I know. No, no, no. I, I understand all that. And, and I think that uh, working with him at that time was, was uh, better than not working with him at that time. But as far as the differences between the two countries, there are major differences between the two countries and how they handle people and how their people live and the freedoms that their people enjoy. So there is, you know, there's, there's a major difference. I, I'm, I'm not saying that Ukraine is our problem, that, you know, that we have to do anything about it other than if Joe Biden is going to talk about sanctions, I think he ought to do sanctions and not pussyfoot around like he did yesterday. No, I agree. And yeah. let me just say the one last thing and I'll let you all go. Okay. I uh, you know, I, re- I, I, I again, you're going to think I'm ignorant, but I respect Vladimir Putin because if he tells you he's going to do it, he's going to do it. He doesn't, like you say, push your foot around like Joe Biden and the rest of this administration. Well, and that's one thing. That's right. And he started to do this. He started, and he, he would say it. He started it about. Um, 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, he started to prepare for this day. And that's why these sanctions don't make any sense. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate the call. But the reason these sanctions don't make any sense is he has been preparing himself. He's got himself off the Western teat. Okay, He has started to become more independent or dependent on China. He's buying more stuff from China than us at this point. He's selling more oil, and this is why the, this is why the oil thing was a critical thing in all this, and, and, and Joe Biden completely missed it yesterday in that uh, dazed and confused moment he had talking about these sanctions and, oh, talk to me in a month and I'll let you know if they work. No, if you were serious about this, you'd turn the lights off in Russia yesterday. You'd shut off the oil. No drop of oil is leaving Russia, period. And, you know, that would have gotten the our, our allies over in, in Europe upset, but Europe had better wake the heck up because Europe had better stop this guy there in Ukraine or else you're going to be trying to stop him in Germany and France and Italy, places that are completely unprepared. The top general in Germany this morning said, we're not ready for for a ground war. We can't fight a war. They're not ready. And guess who was telling them for four years, get yourself ready? Donald Trump, for four years. Donald Trump had been telling NATO, you better start spending that full 2% that you're obligated. You better start spending that or you're not going to be ready when the day comes and the day is going to come. Well, that day is here and they're not ready because they wouldn't listen to the orange man because orange man got mean tweets, you know. Alex, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, morning, Trey. Morning, sir. So, so to some degree, we are responsible for Ukraine because... Back in in Clinton's day, when That's he right. promised That's the right. Ukrainians that we will protect you, get rid of your armaments. That's and right. The U.S. will come a come a calling. That's okay? right. And just like we always do, so here's what it boils down to: Don't send a political hack to do the president's job. This guy's not a president; he's a political hack. Correct. And you're right. If we were serious about sanctions, there wouldn't be a drop of oil leaving Russia, and we would be producing 
800,000 barrels a day. Well, okay, so Alex, let me address a couple of things. Hang on a second. Don't hang up. Let me address a couple of things. First of all, we must immediately, for our own good, go back to energy independence. And as Donald Trump said it to Steve Moore when Steve was on earlier on the show earlier today, I don't want uh, energy independence. I want energy dominance. I want to dominate the world with our oil. And so that's that's the road we were on. We we must, for our own safety and security, our national security in the United States, return to that attitude and start working toward fossil fuel dominance on planet Earth. That means open it all up, start drilling, get on the outside, outside start drilling, start working toward that. So that's the first thing. Second thing is you're absolutely right. Bill Clinton colluded with Vladimir Putin and the other Russians in 1996, put pressure on Ukraine to give up their nukes. Had he not done that and had Ukraine not given in to the United States and Russia then, we would be having a completely different uh, discussion today because you wouldn't be talking about Vlad going in. When I say it's not our problem, I'm saying I am against troops, our guys on the ground in Ukraine right now today. That's my position today. But the toughest sanctions that we can come up with, not this crap that he came up with yesterday, you turn the oil off, and you know what? He likes to talk about cyber warfare. Let's disrupt his communications in his country. Let's start shutting down some of the military communications that he has. Boom, turn the lights off right now. You're not going to sell another drop of oil. Uh, Biden was very proud yesterday to say that I'm not going after Putin personally. To hell with that. Shut down everything he's got. Every investment that that ri- he's one of the richest guys on the planet. Shut it all down. And then get serious with him toe-to-toe like that, and we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, but this is all window dressing. You and I know it. This is a total distraction yes, it is. from all the ills that these people have brought on the American people. And I'm going to put it on our Absolutely. doorstep. Absolutely. We, we have bought off on this deal. This guy, the U.S. Marshal, should march into the Capitol building today and arrest 80% of the politicians that claim to be our leaders. These people are treasonous jerks. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to argue about that at all. Because yeah, I I agree that they every day they're on the take, and that's Republicans and Democrats on the take, and they are absolutely uh, don't don't have our best interests at heart, a hundred percent. But when you're talking about what's going on in Ukraine and with Russia specifically. Uh, this, you know, the way you're going to solve this right now is you have got to meet him face to face with these sanctions and get tough with him right now and back him down, or else they're going to be fighting him in Germany and in other places as well. Because this is, and 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 you said something a second ago. I kind of lost my train of thought, but you said something a second ago about this being a distraction. That's the one thing I keep returning to. As long as we're talking about this, we're not talking about a border that's completely open, right? And and you know you know that Vlad has put people in here. You know that Xi has put people in here. You know that Iran has put people in here. And what we're seeing right now in Ukraine is evidence to why we need a Second Amendment in this country. Well, that's why they had to get rid of Orange Man, see? Because Orange Man wouldn't play play ball. You know, the game of all the freaking globalists That's out right. there. That's right. They're lining their pockets with the American people's money, which is exactly what Donald <coughs> Trump said. That's right. We are t- tired of being the world's bank account. Okay? Start carrying your own water. Well, until the American people wake up to the fact that we're paying for all this stuff. Okay? We're paying for it economically, 
look at all the sanctions we had against China and Russia. Yep. Okay. And they were in line. They weren't going to mess with Donald Trump. And now you've got this puppet, okay, that's going to help them line their pockets again. And, again, that's why they had to get rid of Donald Trump. Follow the money. Got to let you go, man. Thank you, Alex. Good stuff. Real quick, Rick, before the break. Have at it, man. Yeah, man, I just want to say two things. First of all, these sanctions don't mean anything because China is going to support Russia. Right. So that's just Correct. the story. And, and Russia is a massive gas tank. So they're good to go. The other thing is I, I see some historical, you know, hypocrisy in this because, first of all, I don't support the idea of going into Ukraine. We definitely need to protect NATO countries if that's what it comes down to. But if we go back to 1963 when we were worried about the Cubans having – missiles 90 miles off the u.s coast john f kennedy threatened to invade that country now that turned it around but the hypocrisy is here that we need to do a better job of negotiating with this guy because he is kind of using the same claim america used 60 years ago okay man i gotta leave it right there thank you back after the break i want to tell you about my friends at barbecue outfitters right now it's a big spring into spring sale at barbecue outfitters now through march 12th barbecue outfitters is over at 1604 in chavano park all qualifying grills get your choice of instant in-store rebates or 12 months zero percent financing barbecue outfitters going to include free assembly and free in-home service for a year as well now what am i going to find there you're going to find grills and smoker the top smoker brands you're going to find patio furniture and gas logs and grilling gadgets and rubs and so much more yes you're going to find the big green egg yes you're going to find all the best stuff from weber yes you're going to find the traeger pellet smokers and more and you're going to buy it from people that love to grill and going to show you how to do it better you're going to take your grilling to a whole new level with barbecue outfitters located at 1604 at chavano park and online by pete lotus campaign night i'm out of here have a great weekend thank you don thank you chris thank you elaine Monday morning at 5. I'll see you then. I love you, San Antonio. Here's Justin Ware with Brian Vellante live at Alamo City, Harley-Davidson, further up the road. Bye, y'all.